Hi, I'm Jessica, and when I'm not drinking all the coffee, watching Razorback sports, or hanging out with my family of boys, it's my passion to help elementary music teachers just like you find your unique teaching style. My goal with this podcast is to share helpful tips, strategies, and to give you the motivation you need to gain momentum in your teaching so you can continue being the music teacher rock star you already are. Welcome back. This week, we're going to talk about tips for simplifying lesson planning part two. Last week, I discussed in part one ways to use old textbooks and resources, simplifying by combining lessons per grade level, and how to organize your lessons by teaching standards. So you can go back and listen to that episode before this one or after you hear this one. They're not really in sequential order. Okay, so today in part two... We're going, to dis- we're going to discuss how to keep planning and teaching the lessons simple when you're just starting out, ways to keep yourself from over planning, and how to use lesson plans from last year. All right, so let's dive right in. Now, remember, this is keeping lesson planning simple, okay? If you're a new teacher or you are new to teaching elementary music, even if you're not a new teacher, or if you are like I was, and you're walking into a school that doesn't have a lot of resources or materials to teach with, these are ways to simplify lesson planning so you're not overwhelmed, okay? We've talked a lot about, I'm going to just throw this in here again, but not comparing yourself to other teachers who are, you know, they're years ahead of you or their classrooms have been built up for so many years, and so you're going to stay in your own lane and focus on your classroom, your students, and your teaching. Don't get overwhelmed by doing all the things, by having to teach all the songs and, you know, cover every single book in your classroom and curriculum you have available to you and stress out about getting through everything, but focus on teaching, just teaching, okay? As the simpler sometimes is better. The simpler things we do are better. And it took me a long time to realized that I was trying to be perfectionist and trying to get through all the things and stressed out about making sure my lessons were perfect, that I wasn't just focused on having fun teaching music. And once I just took a breath and took a step back and realized that, my lesson plans went a lot smoother when I just calmed down a bit. All right. So my goal for you is for you to be able to do the same thing. So let's go ahead and get started. So I want to first of all talk about keeping it simple when you're just starting, okay? So here's some ways to keep things simple when you're just starting, when you're lesson planning and teaching the lessons. I want you to write this down. Beginning, middle, end, okay? What I mean by that is your lessons, the simplest way to start planning is to just have a beginning, a middle, in an end each time you see your students. And I'm going to break down what that means for you, okay? So the beginning of your lesson is getting your students in the classroom. You have to factor in time for getting them in the classroom and lining them up to leave, okay? So the beginning, everything that goes into the beginning is getting your students from their classroom teacher into your door seated. Okay, that's part of the beginning. Are you doing any warm-ups with your students, which I do recommend? Vocal warm-up, body percussion warm-up, it depends on what activity you're doing that day. 
And that all goes into the beginning. Are you asking them questions before they start? Are you having to redirect any students to stop talking or wait a little bit, you know, um, for them to settle in? All those go into the beginning of your lesson. Are there any things you're reviewing from the class time you saw them before? Maybe there's a song that you want to review because today you're diving in and adding something to that song, instruments or movement or maybe rhythm writing. And so you need a review. That is part of the beginning of your lesson, okay? The middle part of your lesson, and before I start talking about the middle, I want to go back to the beginning. All those things don't have to happen each time, okay? I'm just t- telling you which chunk of your, you know, seeing your students will go into the beginning. The middle part is going to be the good chunk of your teaching. This is where, even if you've already reviewed something, the middle is going to be when you are teaching a new concept, a new skill, covering a new objective, um, working on a new folk dance, whatever you're, you have planned to teach your students that day that it goes into the beginning. uh, I mean, sorry, the middle of your lesson. Sorry, guys, I'm not trying to confuse you. So the middle of your lesson is your chunk of teaching that could include singing, movement, instruments, factoring for getting the instrument and putting them back up. Um, Like I said, if you're doing any rhythm writing, are you doing any technology centers? You see where I'm going with this. Anything you are teaching And then we're going to talk about how much time to devote to each of these things in a minute. And then the end of your lesson is any time you're allowing for cleanup, getting the kids back to their seats, asking what I call popcorn questions about what they learned that day, getting them lined up. Are you reading them a story before they leave about music? Are you, did you leave five minutes to do some kind of fun activity to kind of, you know, just end the class that way? Anything you're doing to end the class period goes in the ending, okay? So the beginning of your lesson, we already talked about what's included, but the beginning of your lesson is going to be anywhere between five and 10 minutes. Now, I'm going to talk to you right now like you see your students for 45 minutes per, per class period, okay? So let's say you see a class for 45 minutes. The beginning of your lesson, we already talked about what's included in that, will be ten, 5 to 10 minutes. It depends on, like I said, are you getting instruments? Are, you, are they kind of more rowdy that day? Are you reviewing a song? All those things factor into it, okay? The, then the middle of your lesson, the chunk of teaching in a 45-minute class period, okay, is going to be um, 20 to 30 minutes, okay? And that also depends on how many things are you setting up? Are you doing small group activities? Our centers will take up a lot more of your time because they're rotating. Uh, think about what exactly you're teaching and then how long it'll take you to teach that, okay? And that'll depend on, we're going to talk about that in a minute, how many activities you've planned for that class period as well, all right? And then th- to close out your lesson will be five to ten minutes, Like I said, with the beginning of the lesson, it kind of depends on what you're doing. Now, if you add up those minutes, that adding those minutes up could be anywhere between um, total from the beginning to the end of your lesson, anywhere from 30 to 40 minutes. Now, the reason I do it that way is because you're going to follow that kind of schedule, but you're also leaving yourself room for you are going to have interruptions. You are going to have time in your lesson where you are needing to 
cover a skill more than you thought you would or to review longer than you thought you would. Or your students may ask you to sing a song they sang two months ago. You're allowing yourself time in that lesson to um, for extra things that will come up. All right, the office will page you, someone will be called out, and all the class, you're going to lose them for a minute and need to calm them back down. You're going to need to, you know, redirect throughout the lesson too. Um, and then you're leaving yourself time. I always left, leave yourself more time to, for cleanup, lining up, calling names, splitting kids into groups, all those things that you think will take not very long, end up taking longer than they need. Okay, so when I told you how much time each of the things in inside of your lesson will take, we're leaving time in there for some grace, some like room for grace period for you to have room to roam, for you to have room to um, ask questions, for you to have room for interruptions because they will happen. Now, what happens if you have a class period that you get through quicker and you don't need all the extra minutes that we left in there. Then you leave time at the end of your lesson to review another song you've already did or play a quick game of freeze dance or, like I said, read a story and ask questions about the story you read or have the kids stand up and move to the words of the book. You always will have some go-to things you can do if you have to extend the lesson that you will be able to... Um, pick from. And so you're like, oh my goodness, I have an extra five minutes that I didn't plan for. What can I do? There are always filler activities that you can do with your students to extend your class period to, until it's time to leave. And also in the, sh in the um, show notes this week, I included a print, a free PDF download of filler activities you can use in your elementary music classroom. So be sure to check that out. Okay, let's move on. Now, we talked about how many activities do you include in the middle of your lesson. That will depend on what you're doing, okay? So I'm going to say right now, first of all, don't over plan, and I would say two activities max. What I mean by don't over plan is don't plan to teach a song, and then we're going to do instruments, and then we're also going to do movement. Okay, and we're done with that. Now we're going to talk about what the song means, where it's from, how to sing it um, in different voices. We're going to add harmony to it. We're going to, um, okay, we already did dances. Now we're going to play a game with that song. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Too many things. And let me tell you, I am raising my hand. You can't see me, but just know I'm raising my hand because I'm so guilty. I wanted to get through all the things. Okay, this book says we can do this, 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 this with the song. And so I'm going to do all the things. My students were like frazzled messes, y'all. They were, it, it just became like confusing and too much. And I would, they would leave the class period and I'd be so stressed out by the time I got my next class in. And I couldn't figure out why. And then when I realized... I am overcomplicating this and I'm over planning and I made it simpler. Remember we talked about simpler is better. When I made it simpler, a lot more teaching happened. I left myself room to let the students explore more and improvise more and create more and move more. So two activities max. Let's say you're teaching a new song, okay? And let's say this song is from Africa. And let's say you've you know, shows your students where this country in Africa is on the map. Let's say Ghana. Let's say we're you're teaching a song from Ghana, okay? And you've shown them where it is, and they've learned the song. And let's be honest, learning a song in another language, first of all, will take more time than you've planned for probably. And then, so they've sang it. 
Now you think, what would be a good activity, member two activities max, what would be a good activity to do with a song from Africa? Probably movement, right? Okay, so you get them up, and you need to be comfortable moving, by the way, okay? And if you're not doing a lot of movement in your classroom, remember, every teacher is different, but your students, I promise, do not care what you look like as much as you think they do, okay? So you're, you're going to teach them this song, and then you're going to add movement. But you're like, wait, 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 but there's also this awesome drum part that goes with this song. Well, you can, you know what you're going to do? You're going to review the song the next time you see your students at the beginning of your lesson, and then your lesson will be to add the instrument parts. That will be your activity that next class period, if that makes sense, okay? So if you're one of those teachers, though, that can fit three activities into the middle of your lesson, by all means do it. But I noticed when I let myself just have two activities, it was either singing and movement or a music game and um, instruments or review a song. And then we spent the whole class period pretty much on instruments, adding it to that song. Or we played instruments and then we did rhythm writing or whatever. You see what I'm saying? And leave time for them to be creative because if you're just constantly moving from activity to activity to activity, you're going to stress your students out and they're not going to have a lot of time to use their imagination. Um, On top of that, um, the other thing I was going to say is um, you do want to have good transitions in your classroom and not a lot of time for the students to be able to get distracted and talk. And I notice a lot of times when you and you are having some discipline problems in your classroom, and I'm speaking from experience here, you guys, because I came from a very inner city school where I had literal fights and bloody noses in my room. And this is not an exaggeration. Yes, in elementary school. And so what I noticed for me was whenever I did not allow a lot of time for, you know, sitting still and allowing a lot of time for transitions, there wasn't a lot of time for the kids to have get distracted if that makes sense. So don't think just because I'm saying have no more than two activities, your students are going to get bored or be like, okay, or can we move on already? Because remember, we're planning for a 45 minute class period. Okay. And so you will figure out your groove as you go. You will figure it out. You don't want to have too many activities, but on the flip side of that, you don't want to have not enough planned because that is when a lot of discipline problems happen because you don't have a lot of stuff planned and good content and you haven't really thought through the lesson. And so the students, you start losing them a little bit and they start, you know, um, not paying attention as much as you want them to. But like I said, don't be so overwhelmed with that because that will come with time. I promise you. Okay. And the last thing I wanted to say is you can use lesson plans from year to year. I do know some great music teachers who I'm amazed by this, but every single year they use a a whole new slew of lesson plans every year. And I did not do that. Okay. I had, I mean, I was like, listen, I worked so hard on creating these lesson plans through the whole school year that I want to, you know, my first graders didn't get to do this activity last year because they were not first graders. They were kindergartners. And so just because you've already taught it, your students probably haven't already learned it. But I want to say this. 
you will maybe start getting kind of bored if you're doing the same thing every year. You're like, oh my gosh, I've taught this song now probably a good 67 times. (laughs) So you can tweak the lessons a little bit. Make them a little bit different. Your students won't know. You're still teaching, but maybe instead of covering all five verses of a song, you're only doing two verses because you're wanting to add something to it. So you can tweak them a little bit, and you don't need to go in sequential order um, as you did the year before. You can change things up, or let's say you've done the same three rounds every year with third grade, pick something new. You're still teaching them rounds, but throw in some new songs in there, okay? So don't get so overwhelmed with, I have to do something new every year, because you don't. You can do a blend of it, a blend of new things maybe you've learned in workshops, but also you can repeat the same stuff you taught the year before. All right, you guys, I hope you got something from this lesson. I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, I would love for you to review the show and leave a rating on iTunes. To find out more about how I can help you gain momentum in your elementary music teaching career, head to thedomesticmusician.com where you'll find free downloads, courses, the blog, and so much more. Continue teaching music and never doubt the impact you're making each and every day in the lives of your students.